Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, my favorite people. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. We have something extra special for you today, which is our annual birthday episode. Today happens to be my 33rd birthday angel number, of course, and we talk about that Jesus year, 33, in this episode. And every year for my birthday, I love to flip the script and do things a little bit differently where I tend to have someone on the show who I'm very close to in my real life, and I like to have them host the show for the day. So for the last couple years, we had Krista and Jonathan. And then I think the year before that, we did me just as a solo. And today, for the first time ever, her podcast debut on any podcast ever is Shelby Black. She has been on my team for a a long time. I used to say that she was my assistant, but now she's honestly so much more than that. She's, She's a social media coordinator and she has a big presence on TikTok. She's so talented at what she does. And I knew that she would bring the heat today and the juice and all of the best questions because I always joke that Shelby is the 24-year-old Gen Z to my 33-year-old millennial self. So she knows what people want to hear. She knows what people are actually going to spend their time listening to and what would be interesting when you get this kind of like behind the curtains look at someone who you like to follow online. And I try to always give you guys the deep dive on my life, myself, my personality, whatever is new in my life, all those things. But it's really hard to do that in interview conversations. And it's hard to do that in solo episodes because, you know, I stick to a topic and keep it that way. But um, these opportunities where I have someone on like Shelby are just the perfect opportunity to really go deep and share with you guys anything that I would ever want you to know, anything that you guys have ever been desiring to know. And you wouldn't believe this is Shelby's first time ever hosting a podcast because she crushed it. She's amazing. So you've got to head to the link in the show notes to follow her and support her. She is growing and rising in her career, and I'm so proud of her. And I also wanted to take this opportunity to thank everyone for being here. Birthdays every year make me really reflective 
and really thankful for the people in my life and my community. And you guys are not just a part of my community, you are like the bread and butter of my life. And this podcast means everything to me. And I only just want to keep pouring the love into it and growing it. And it's been seven years of this particular podcast, as well as almost 11 years blogging. So it's kind of wild and something that I just feel incredibly thankful for every day. I would love to host a birthday giveaway. So if you rate and review the show on iTunes and also Spotify, email me a screenshot and I will be choosing three winners to win all of my favorite wellness products as well as our new Angel Number merch. And I can't wait to choose a bunch of winners. Now let's get into this birthday episode. Welcome to the birthday episode. Every year for my birthday, I like to do something fun and different. In the last couple years, I have had people close to me interview me. So last year, it was Krista Williams of the Almost 30 podcast. And the year before that, I believe it was Jonathan. And sometimes I just do solos. And this year, we have the fabulous Shelby Black. She is on my team and she has been for many years. You've kind of done many roles within the Balanced Blonde. So I was going to ask you, how, how do we even, what do we call you today? I know. I've literally thought about that too. Like, I what are you? I used to say like my assistant Shelby, but you're really not like an assistant. You do a lot of like social media stuff. You do a lot of back end work. I guess you would be a social media strategist mm -hmm. and you do a lot of odds and ends for me as well because <laughs> you're just good at it and mm -hmm. we work really well together. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Shelby. Hello. I'm, I'm so, so excited for this episode. Me too. I'm so happy that you're here. So Shelby has put together a list of incredible questions. I took a glance at them, but I also just wanted to be surprised and she's, well, the other thing I love about Shelby is you are Gen Z. You are the Gen Z queen. And I am like, the I'm getting older. I'm 33 today on this episode. I'm the millennial, you angel know. Angel number. Yeah, it's my angel number Jesus year. Oh my god! And I'm gosh. really excited about that. And I just love that Shelby gets it when it comes to like, what people want to hear from podcasters and what people want to hear on social media. So I knew that you could just come up with these questions and that we'd be good to go. I'm so excited to Me hear too. the answers. I know. Same. What's a Jesus year? So I was just looking into this because Eric, my alignment coach, told me, oh, it's your Jesus year. That's really cool. So I looked into it. So 33 is the year that Jesus died. That's how old he was, oh. rather. Um, and also, I think a lot of other really iconic people have died at the age of 33, which mm -hmm. I'll have to look up. And in the year before his death was when he made the most impact and created the most things and changed the most lives and also had the most like internal power. Mm -hmm. I would say psychic ability looking back on someone like Jesus, mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, I don't want to offend anyone religious, super religious out there. Um, there's a lot of ways that you could look at the work that he did in the year leading up to his death. So 33 is the year to like really harness all of that 
powerful, creative energy deep inside and just get it all done. Mm -hmm. Like do it. And also it's like getting closer to your mid thirties when you're just more confident and you know who you are and like your life is established in some ways. So just go for those big things and don't wait. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's actually really symbolic because I have written down here that I the last year I've seen your energy change so completely and you've really stepped into your power. So it's kind of aligned with that going into 33. And that leads me to my first question, actually, which is what has shifted the most for you in the last year? Such a good question. And thank you for seeing my energy in that way. I do feel like so much has shifted and never has a year been like my year of being 32, where earlier this year, I had such a difficult time with my mental health, anxiety, panic attacks, which the listeners know, but you know, even more so because you saw me like mid, mid all of this. And all of that really made me have to dig so deep within myself, deeper than I ever have to ask myself, how am I going to rise out of this? And how am I going to take the power back in my life once and for all. Because it also made me realize I've had anxiety forever and I've just been operating like someone who doesn't have anxiety or doesn't have mental health struggles because I had never really thought of it that way or identified how deep the anxiety was. So I went on a therapy journey this year. I was in therapy twice a week. And for all my listeners, like all my therapy for the last like six years was psychedelic. So (laughs) this year was like coming back to earth. Like I didn't do any, I haven't touched a psychedelic since last November. Oh, wow. Um, Which kind of blows my mind and I miss it. And maybe Mm -hmm. I'll get back to it. I'm not like gone from it forever. But this was my year of grounding. And I really feel like the way that I shifted was due to coming back to earth and doing all this therapy, asking myself the hard questions of how do I become the best version of myself as I watch Atticus Mm -hmm. turn almost two? how do I become the best mother to him and like be on this earth? And one of the answers to that question that I asked myself was there's so many things I want to do that I haven't done. Like Mm -hmm. for eight years, I wanted to work on the book. And so this year I wrote it. And for two years, I wanted to create a meditation platform. And now we're creating it Mm -hmm. together. And by the time this comes out, it'll be very close to launching. So many other things too. Like it's as simple even as the fact that I got Invisalign. Like something that I had said for like three or four years. Like my teeth are kind of shifting. I kind of want to get Invisalign, but I would never take the time in the past because I just felt like eh, time is endless, whatever. I don't want to do it today. Mm-hmm. And this is my year of starting to do things today. Just getting ahead of things in my life and not procrastinating anymore mm-hmm. has been huge. Yeah. I've really noticed that shift in you where I even just seeing you in person, whenever we work in person together, there's such a powerful shift of your energy. And I really think that people can feel it when they talk to you too, because I've been working with you since 20 I think the very end tail end of coronavirus yeah and so I've seen this whole transformation I feel like even stepping into motherhood like you were saying being a mom for Atticus how would you say that you're balancing the spirituality and staying on earth 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good question because that's always been my hardest thing. And I used to joke about it like hashtag not from here. We have our not from here sweatshirts. It's a whole thing that the community that listens to this podcast, many relate to. But I realized when I had all this anxiety that I was joking about it to make it like a fun and lighthearted thing where for me, I actually really struggled like being on earth and felt like I'm so up in the clouds. I don't even know how to be present in my body. So I had to learn to be mindful in my body again by doing things like more physical exercise. That's been another thing this year that I've gotten back into that I said all through my pregnancy, like I can't wait to do hot yoga again. And then I wasn't pregnant anymore and then I didn't do it. (laughs) And now like I'm back to doing those things that make me feel alive in my body and also just getting really clear on who in my life gives me purpose, gives me energy, keeps me grounded, and is really worth my time. Because I would like spiral thinking of like, I got to fix things with this person or that person and people who really didn't deserve my time or energy. And that kind of kept me not grounded. It kept me out of the present moment because I was then focusing on other people instead of myself. Mm -hmm. So I've really put the focus back into me And my little insular family, Jonathan and Atticus Hudson, how can I make sure that they're happy, that they're not getting the scraps of me? Because they were. I mean, maybe not Atticus, but Jonathan was getting my scraps. Like 11 p.m., we'd finally get in bed and I'd be like, I can't even talk. Like, I can't. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be touched. Like, I need to be completely alone and watch Real Housewives. And that's, you know, I have so much love to give. That's not... Mm -hmm. The kind of like, that's not the way that it was supposed to be. So I've been really pouring back into myself and it's been helping so much. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a tangent before we start going on that train of thought again. What are your guilty pleasures? Ooh, so good. I mean, anything Bravo, Vanderpump Mm -hmm. Rules being number one, we are manifesting All of the Vanderpump people on this show. Sheena's been on. Dana's been on. But, you know, anybody. We love Vanderpump. Real Housewives. Mm -hmm. I could go down the Bravo (laughs) hole forever. Like, I could quote every single thing that Kathy Hilton has ever said on the show. Vicky Gunvalson. Those are my people. Mm -hmm. Do you watch Bravo? No. Okay, yeah. I'm, like, watching (laughs) Shelby's face. Like, she doesn't know who I'm talking about. But I know some of you listeners will. I'm like, Um, "Mm mm-hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, yeah, Kathy Hilton. Okay. Um, So I love that. I also love, um, as far as guilty pleasures go, I love, no, this isn't a guilty pleasure. I'm a huge reader. I'm really into celebrity memoirs. It's not a guilty Mm. pleasure, but it's also, I guess it could be depending on, depending on who's asking the question. And then when it comes to food, because everybody wants to know always, like, Jordan, do you ever Mm -hmm. indulge? Like, you're so disciplined. And I do these days. That's something that's changed a lot in the last year, too, is my diet. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm not vegan anymore. I love a good burger. I love a good grass-fed burger from Hi-Ho in Santa Monica. Major, not a guilty pleasure, because I don't like to talk about food that way, but it's an indulgence Mm -hmm. that I love. Oh, my gosh, that sounds so good. Yeah, I just lost my train of thought. So I'm going to go to the next question. Okay, perfect. But what would you say, going back to what you were saying of learning who to give your time to over the last year, what would you say the biggest lesson you've learned in relation to business, love, friendships, 
motherhood and life in general on that train of thought? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good question. So I'm a relationship girl. I'm a friendship girl. I care so much about the people in my life. And because of that, which I love about myself, I the thing that I don't love about it is that it's really hard for me to put myself first because I will always pick up the phone if I have voice messages to respond to from people that I'm really close with. Like, I will always respond, even if it's like 11 p.m. But if they need me, I'm there. And that's when it started to kind of challenging because my husband needs me. I need me. My son needs me. My life is getting bigger. My brand is getting bigger. There's only so much energy to go around. But the part of it that's been really hard for me that I've been decades of therapy for is like trying to make things good again with people who just are not reciprocating that energy. So for anybody else listening who's a people pleaser or a highly sensitive person or just like wants to hang on to the good times with the people who maybe at one time they were your perfect friend or not perfect, but like you were really aligning with them. What I've really come to now after my Saturn return and now getting into my 30s more and more is that's just silly. Like, why waste my energy on that? And that's exactly what I was doing. I realized I'm purposely wasting my energy on this so that I don't have to use it to do the things that are really going to move my life forward, like writing my book, creating my meditation platform, focusing and pouring into relationships that are really aligned at this stage in my life. Other friends who have kids, you know, these couples that Jonathan and I have finally had space to get close to because I opened that space in my life where before it was just like I'm very prone to nostalgia and holding Mm -hmm. on to the past. So if somebody was my best friend in college or in kindergarten, literally, I just want to make things good. And yeah, if that can't be reciprocated, then I realize that is not where my energy needs to Mm -hmm. be. This episode is brought to you by the new L'Oreal Paris Bright Reveal Dark Spot Serum and Broad Spectrum SPF 50 Daily Lotion Dark Spots Game Over. I'm so excited about this because ever since I was pregnant and have been postpartum for about two years now because it lasts way longer than people think, I've noticed so many new things with my skin. So Not only have I noticed more sunspots, but I also notice like I get really dark spots under my eyes when I'm tired and I have some acne scarring. I had acne a couple years ago, hand in hand with Lyme. And the perfect duo to visibly fade all types of dark spots is the Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo from L'Oreal Paris. I know you guys are going to love it because it really, really works. It visibly fades all of those types of different dark spots, such as age spots, sun spots, as well as post acne marks. And it works up to 40%. So that's what they've found in the studies that they've done. 
And sometimes up to 50% in one week, it can start fading even the most stubborn of dark spots. The serum is made up of niacinamide, which is a top dermatologist recommended brightening ingredient that helps to reduce the appearance of dark spots. And it has an antioxidant in it called ferulic acid, an amino sulfonic to help gently exfoliate skin surface cells. So of course we have a special deal for you. Discover the new Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo. Visit Target online and in-store to buy yours today. I can't wait to hear what you think. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to be working with Elix. I have had the most painful periods ever since having a baby. And I know this isn't TMI for our audience, but my periods became less regular, first of all, more painful, heavier, and just overall so crampy that I started to think that maybe I even had endometriosis. And before having a baby, I had never even understood what, um, basically what cramping felt like for people who had their period and had really bad cramps. I was really, really lucky. So I'm very excited that I discovered Elix because as women, we're told periods are just a normal part of having a menstrual cycle. I mean, the period symptoms that are so not fun. So unlike painkillers and birth control, Elix does not just mask the pain. It targets the root cause of your period symptoms by correcting your unique hormonal balance through 100% organic herbs. Everyone's cycle is different, so Elix combines traditional Chinese medicine with modern clinical research to basically create the most personalized and organic formulas that are tailored to your individual body. They're clinically proven to include to improve 15 of the most common period symptoms like cramps, bloating, heavy bleeding, hormonal acne, and so much more. So if you're tired of living your life around your period or you're looking for a healthier, more natural way of relieving your period pain, go to elixhealing.com and take the health assessment today and get 20% off your first order of your personalized cycle balance formula with the code BALANCED. Have you ever in your life had a period where you just, this isn't the best way to word it, but I think the saying is you burn all ships, right? Oh, right. You know that saying where it's like you just completely start fresh. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that in your life with relationships and just started point blank? Or would you say you've always held on? I have always held on. (laughs) There is no such thing for for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like admire people that can do that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I know that everybody comes from a different place with all their relationships. So I've seen it be really beneficial for people to do that. Mm -hmm. But for me, my four closest friends I've had since kindergarten and more in that I met in middle school and more that I met in high school. And so I'm the person who I still talk to my ex-boyfriends from middle school. I've never cut like an ex-boyfriend out of my life, except for one. And he deserved it. <laughs> He's a college boyfriend, uh, college ex. And yeah, no. So I've never been someone who I'm not, I don't even think I'm capable just like based on my birth chart, based on my personality. Even if someone came to me today who has really like hurt me and wronged me and apologized and wanted to be friends, I would. I'd be mm-hmm. like, cool. 
I, I really would. Yeah. You are a very loving person. Like unconditional love, I think, is a perfect way to describe you, actually. Because and I've actually thought about this so much when I stay with Huddy. Yeah. Is that everything in your life is filled with so much love and the best energy surrounds you. And I think it is because you do have so much genuine, deep love within you. And this kind of goes into the next question as well, because one thing that really stands out to me about you is that you are completely genuine and authentic to who you actually are. What you show online is truly how you are behind closed doors. You're one of the nicest, kindest people I've ever met. So what I'm curious about is what's something you think doesn't get conveyed about you online that you wish did and spill the tea on the influencer world, what it's really like behind closed doors and how you navigate it. Love. Thank you so much, by the way. That is that is the best compliment and means the world to me. And that's all I want is to be a pure hearted person, a genuine person someone who is the same as I convey myself. Um, So that means more than you could ever know. Thank you. And I'm so lucky to have you in my life. And so is Huddy. Um, (laughs) Shelby stays with Huddy a lot when we're gone. And it's just the best. I love you We love you so much. So, okay, something that gets conveyed or that doesn't get conveyed about me, but that is true. I think that there is this conception that because I'm so spiritual that I would be really hard to connect with for people who maybe don't have those interests. I can tell by the questions that people send in and they're just like, wow, how do you go to a bachelorette party? (laughs) Or how does your husband like deal with you? And I'm just like, this is so funny because that's only one side of me that gets shown online because it's my brand. You know, this brand is very otherworldly, which is fun. I can be in the normal world. I can do things like bachelorette parties. And yeah, maybe I'll be there reading everyone's astrology and their human design, which I did just do. Um, but I I also really like to learn about other people. And I'm really curious. And I have so many sides of my personality. I think we can be so multifaceted. So I can be a spiritual person who watches Bravo. I can, uh, you know, I don't drink alcohol anymore. But like I used to have like the party girl side of myself with also this deep rooted spiritual side of myself. So I think often online nuance gets lost. And so people just think like, you're the spiritual girl. I'm going to plug you into this like stereotype. And I think just like removing those stereotypes is something I would love to convey to the world. Mm -hmm. And also I think people forget that influencers have feelings and like Mm -hmm. not feelings like I think people know that we have emotions and feelings but they think that like because you put yourself out there publicly then it's fair game to make any assumptions or to like talk shit about that person online or to your friends and I think I really wish people knew it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there and just because someone like me has been doing it for over 10 years doesn't mean that I don't have days where I'm so riddled with anxiety and I just don't want any negative opinions to come at me because it it could really hurt me on that day. I wish everybody would be nicer Mm -hmm. and kinder. And so to get to the other part of the question, spilling the tea on the influencer world, it's such an interesting industry and I feel really lucky to have been at the forefront of it because when I first started 
blogging and my Instagram, there was no such thing as an influencer. No, but that wasn't a word. I mean, I would love to actually see like when who coined that term Mm -hmm. and when, but I had never heard of it back in 2013 when I started my the balance. Well, it was the blonde vegan at the time, but the balance blonde. And there was such a thing as a blogger. There were the really big bloggers like the Blonde Salad, Kiara Faragni. She's amazing. She was the first blog I remember reading, but it just wasn't a thing. And so since there wasn't a way to make money doing it or anything, there wasn't the same level of like competition or even fear of starting it. I think everybody who started back then started because they loved writing. They loved like having a community and an audience and they loved whatever subject they were blogging about. So I'm one of those people. And so now seeing the influencer world like explode on the one hand, I think it's amazing. And I'm so happy that people can be their own boss and that there doesn't have to be this old school structure of like you go to college, you get a nine to five, you work until you retire. Like I love that people are doing what they love. But I also see a lot of bullshit in the influencer world where I don't see that people got started because they loved the topic that they wanted to share with people. They maybe got started because they're really beautiful and they look really good in a bikini or something, which I have no judgment. But also, I wonder sometimes, like, where's the longevity? And are you nice? And are you Mm -hmm. being kind to people? And are you also thinking entrepreneurially? So because that's where the longevity comes in. So it's been really just interesting. I definitely have my days where I see the world, the influencing world now. And I think like, God, me and all the others who started back then, have we like not aged out of it, but like, are we like not relevant in the same way that these like 21 year olds are? But I think that's probably true in any industry. So you have to just like keep your confidence strong and keep your audience tight. Like be nice to your audience. You never Mm -hmm. know someone who follows you and your audience might be the next president of like the biggest influencer agency out there. You never know. You got to be kind to everybody. So yeah, I see Mm -hmm. a lot of like rudeness in the influencer world. But I think the wellness and spiritual space are a safer place. Like people are nicer. For sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're going on another tangent because as you were talking, I started thinking about how much you love Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. and her era's tour that you went Love. to for your own life in your eras because when you were talking about all of your high school boyfriends and like never cutting anyone off you have all of these different versions of you that are within you so what would you say are the core life lessons for each era of your life up to this moment that has created who you are today Ooh, what an amazing question <laughs> you need to have a podcast okay so is it like naming my eras or mm-hmm. okay oh cool okay and then the lesson for each era so like party girl era yeah this was the lesson yeah which we know I had okay so I'm gonna start really young because mm-hmm. this is just really fun when I was really young like elementary school and middle school I was in my academic era and I was really like a huge reader, learner, lover of books. Like I would read if there was ever a competition in school who could read the most books. We did do that at my school. Like I would always win. I was definitely in my like I thought I was a genius like and I love that about myself. Like I knew from a young age, like 
education is important to me and I love this. So I was definitely in my academic era. And the lesson from that was I really gained a confidence because I got a lot of positive feedback from like my parents and my teachers that would always tell me you're a writer and you're really good at it and you should do something with this. So that was like my writer academic era. But then like late middle school all the way into through college was like the social butterfly, which then turned into the party girl era where what took over I stopped like working that hard in school. Thankfully, I still did well. I didn't have to try that hard, but I didn't do as well at all. Like I definitely wasn't able to get into like a Stanford or like something like that because I was not applying myself. I was all about the social life, all of the boyfriends, all of the friends, parties, alcohol, drugs, all the things. So I went to a party school for college. Well, it's not a party school. LMU. It's like a ca- <laughs> it's a Catholic school, but like there's a party scene and I was definitely in it. Leadership positions in my sorority, all of those things. But by the time I turned 21, when I was still in college, I realized a lot about myself. Like I realized I don't like drinking alcohol and I would rather be doing a yoga teacher training than going on this European booze cruise that I was on um, when I was studying abroad. And that was an awakening for me. And that was kind of when I started to close the door on the party girl era. Did you ever get FOMO in that era when you saw your friends? Totally. And that's still why I was like in that life. Mm -hmm. I remember my therapist at the time told me you should like you should drop out of your sorority. You should move out of your sorority house and you should just like live your own life and just see what happens. And I wasn't at a stage in my life where I could do that. I was like, this is my whole world. (laughs) This is so important. And I'm glad I didn't do that because actually there were things I enjoyed and I'm still friends with a lot of those people. So because I had so much FOMO, I stayed in that world. I was like straddling two eras, but I was slowly stepping into my, the blonde vegan era when I started my blog, which is when I went vegan. When I did my yoga teacher training, stopped drinking for the most part and moved to New York and really was like a young entrepreneur. I cannot imagine you in New York, actually. I feel like you're such a... I just imagine Hawaii, honestly. I know. I'm a Hawaii How ocean girl. Live there? I lived there for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. I was in grad school for creative mm-hmm. writing and made the decision to leave the grad school program to pursue my blog full time because I had been doing it for like a basically just a year. And like I said, there was no money in blogging. So... I felt, though, like there is and I'm going to make that happen. So Mm -hmm. I did. And I was very ballsy. And in that blonde vegan era, that's when I, you know, I gained my community online. I connected with so many people that I really resonated with. And that's when I felt the most myself. And now I feel that way again. But for like 10 years in between, I didn't, which is kind of sad, which we can get to. Then I moved back to L.A., And I had a really hard time. That's when I really blew up because I stopped being vegan. I mean, blew up. uh, I was on like the news, like all over every single news channel. I got a ton of backlash and hate. And it was a really hard time. I missed New York. I I wasn't happy that I moved back to L.A. My family was going through a lot of stuff. That was like the finding yourself era. And that really taught me to be my own best friend. 
I had to. I felt really lonely and I had a lot of friends, but I just didn't feel like anybody was like me or anybody mm -hmm. understood me. So I wasn't going to come back and like live the party lifestyle. So I chose to mostly be lonely and that was really hard. And then, then around the time I was like 25, I started dating Jonathan and started really getting into alignment with all the things that I love about my life now. That's when I started traveling to Bali, teaching yoga. I had the podcast by then. So then I would call that like the awakening era. I was awakening. I was starting to have spiritual experiences, starting to have psychic moments. And that's when I was able to blend that feeling of being my own best friend with then connecting with like, I'm not alone. There's a community. Mm -hmm. There's people who are like me who feel this way. And then now, post Saturn return, the motherhood era and the awakening 2.0, I would say, is just like coming into finally who I am. I feel like I've settled into the home of my body, my just like this planet. I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm floating above in space anymore. I feel grounded, mm -hmm. connected, capable. And I know that there's still going to be hard times, hard mental health days, anxiety, but I know how to harness it now. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, let's talk about Karma Water. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know I am obsessed with Karma Water. The active ingredients found in pre-mixed vitamin drinks and kombuchas diminish over time, which is why you won't see me saying that they are TBB approved, but Karma's unique push cap protects vitamins and nutrients until you're ready to drink it, ensuring that you get the full nutritional benefits. Karma's new hydration kits combine everything I love about the brand's ready-to-drink line of functional waters with an enhanced level of convenience and customization. Each kit comes with a four-week supply of Karma push caps that can be fully customized, and Karma designed a new BPA-free reusable water bottle specifically designed for its patented push cap. Customers can choose from a combination of Karma's three existing functional lines to create their customized kit. Karma Wellness Water, Karma Probiotic Water, and Karma CBD Water. I am such a fan of the wellness water. I think you guys know that. I post about it on Instagram all the time. But I also have been super into the probiotic water lately because I have had a lot of digestive issues and it's really been helping me. So our special deal for you can be found at drinkkarma.com slash balanced for 15% off and free shipping on your first order. That's D-R-I-N-K. K-A-R-M-A dot com slash B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D for 15% off and free shipping on your first order. Enjoy. Okay, I'm elated to talk about Branch Basics. I could shout about Branch Basics from the actual rooftops for so many reasons. So if you listen to anything I say about products, you should really, really listen to what I have to say about non-toxic cleaning products. Ever since I got sick 
ugh, eight years ago now, I switched everything over to non-toxic, hypoallergenic, fragrance-free, no hormone disruptors, no harmful preservatives, products of all kinds, so food as well as cleaning and home supplies. Everything has to be baby and pet safe to be TBB approved as well as clean and cost-effective. And that is where Branch Basics comes in. Their premium starter kit will provide you with everything you need to replace all of your toxic products in your home. It's honestly a no-brainer. They have a refill model. So once you run out, the only thing you need to buy again is the concentrate and the oxygen boost. I use the oxygen boost for everything from cleaning my veggies and my fruit to washing Atticus's clothes with it or, you know, toddlers got things really, really dirty. So you can kind of throw it on anything. And if you suffer from eczema, allergies or asthma, make the switch to brand branch basics and you will love it as much as I do. Of course, we have a special deal for you and you're going to want to get on this. Save 15% and get free shipping on your starter kit when you use code balanced at www.branchbasics.com. Again, that is code balanced for 15% off plus free shipping when you purchase a starter kit. Okay, first things first, I am such a fan of Shopify. Ever since I have become an entrepreneur, I have looked to Shopify to host all of my products, basically all the things that I've ever sold. And I'm so happy about that because Shopify makes it so easy on the person who is selling. I swear anybody could be an entrepreneur. So when I first started my blog, I never really assumed that I was going to have an online store or that I was even going to be an entrepreneur. I started my blog in the very early days before blogging was even an industry. But pretty quickly, I realized I have some ideas for some health-inspired phrases on t-shirts. This was before influencer merch was a thing. So not to toot my own horn, but we were kind of ahead of our time. And thanks to Shopify, I was able to make this a reality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage to everything in between to that very next level of, oh my God, did we just hit a million orders? Shopify is there to help you grow. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star, which is pretty amazing. Of course, we have a special deal for you. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash balanced, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash balanced to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash balanced. Enjoy. I love the part also where you said in one of the eras you felt most yourself. What would you say makes you feel most yourself right now in this era? Yes. Yeah. It took me a long time to get back to that. Like when I was in New York, I was so happy. It was actually it was the closest thing to what you said earlier, burning all the ships and kind of starting all over because I did kind of start all over there. Like I kept my friendships up, but everybody in my life was pretty much new. And they knew me as like this healthy vegan, didn't drink alcohol, came to me for health advice, saw me as an entrepreneur. It was a very wonderful time in my life and independent and fun. 
And then I moved back to California and I took me a long time to find <laughs> that again. So now what makes me feel the most myself is sticking to the routines that really make me happy. So if I want, if I, I still have days where I don't feel like myself and that's when I wake up, I go on the phone, I'm immediately posting about the podcast and plugging into whoever has emailed me or whatever. That's like the instant way to not be connected to my core. Now what makes me feel the most myself is playing with Atticus, running around with him, seeing him see the world for the first time, take in all the beauty that surrounds us in this world. I see the world differently through his eyes. Mm -hmm. So just being with him and Jonathan, I feel is really what lights me up and writing and recording these meditations now, like it taps me into something that I feel is just so deep inside of me. And this is making me realize something about myself, this depth and not being able to connect to it fully when I was younger, I think is what made me so unhappy and so Mm -hmm. anxious. I had this like need to go deeper and I didn't know how. And so now I know whether it's channeling the Akashic records or being present with my family. Mm -hmm. I had such a good question and then I lost it as well. It'll come back. It'll come back. I know. Welcome to podcasting. (laughs) Literally, my brain goes blank sometimes and I'm like, "Eh, we'll just chat. We'll just talk. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was such a good question. But one thing that came up as well while you were talking is with, oh my gosh, (laughs) with how you see the world through Atticus's eyes, what are life lessons that you want to impart to him that are so integral to who you are? I love that. I want him to know that he can do anything in the world that he wants, that he can be anything that he wants to be. And I want him to never lose his sense of wonder. I feel like that is literally the lyric of a song, but (laughs) I want him to never lose that because I, it's so palpable and it's so magical and he was born with this specific type of joy and happiness that Mm -hmm. like I feel all babies have it but it's literally Atticus's soul he's something else he's like truly a light angel baby he is he's He's, so pure he is literally just looking at him makes you happy yes he's sunshine in Mm -hmm. human form and when he's like walking down the street he literally every single head turns yeah every single head and I promise I'm not just like a crazy mom who who would say this just no matter what I mean this like I'm in awe of him and he teaches me so much and I've taken a back seat because Atticus his soul is so big and like special and his aura is so bright so I never want him to lose that I hope that he always has a love for people and the world around him and a trust like I just want to protect him from like the crazy shit in the world because I don't want that light to dim Mm because I remember I feel like we all probably can remember being a kid and realizing like this planet is not as great as I wanted it to be whether it you know whether it came in those words or not like oh god like people are mean and things happen that are really unfortunate so I just want to build him up to be the life-changing ball of light that I know that he was born to be Mm -hmm. I love that and I can already see it for him I'm excited to see him grow up and you're the best mom I hope when I have kids that I have I'm as good at being a mom as you are because you you are so loving thank you 
You will be. It's just innate. <laughs> it's a natural thing that happens. Like this bond between you and your baby just grows and then you you just learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. That actually just made me remember what I lost my train Yay. of thought on. With the anxiety as well, with having that deep reserve of power within you, it probably also made you anxious because when you're younger, you don't understand if it's a good or a bad thing. You just know that it's so powerful. Yes. And so it's hard accessing that power and then even knowing what is this and how do I navigate it. So I love seeing you being able to step into it now and actually tap into it. And I've said it uh, multiple times throughout this episode, but it's so tangible when I look at you, how much stepping into your power has really shifted you and how you show up. Thank you. In the world. With that said, what would you say your best manifestation tip is? Because I feel like you really have created such an amazing life in every single way. Even Atticus, he's the perfect angel baby. I know that I'm a good manifester because I manifested the most perfect baby, like Mm -hmm. literally. (laughs) And I'll see. We'll see if this can happen two times. Like, obviously, it will. you know, all of our kids are going to be great. But like, can anyone be as great as Atticus? We're going to find out one day. Not not now. (laughs) I'm not pregnant. Um, But... Wait, now I forgot your question. Best oh, yes, yes. Tip. Okay, so best manifestation tips. Oh, my God. I feel like I've earned so much about meditation by actually having to get into the grind of my hard mental health work this year. I felt like I was such a good manifester always. And then now I've been reaching for new heights and I have many more things in my life that I'm trying to bring into the world right now, like from a house for my family to these books and all the other things. And my manifestation practice has had to get so much more deep and real. Like I'm now really seeing how important it is to align with the energy of what it is that you're visualizing and calling in. So now every morning, and I think this is my top manifestation tip, I visualize my future And that doesn't have to mean like your future self in 10 years. It can mean later in the day. So like my future self, who's now living the day ahead of me, what do I want that to look like? And then not just what do I want it to look like? And I hope that happens aligning with that very energy and getting into that headspace. So almost like it's almost like the fake it till you make it type of thing. Like I'm going to get into that energy, even though it's not what I'm feeling. But then the flip side of it, in order to do that, you have to really address your subconscious and your shadows and all your darkest parts of you. And I really learned that from Lacey Phillips from To Be Magnetic. She's been on this podcast and she's a dear friend. She talks a lot about the subconscious reprogramming that needs to take place in order to take that aligned action in manifestation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hard work that a lot of people don't want to do. And when I was having a really hard time earlier this year, I didn't want to do that. The only way out is through. That's like a mantra that comes back to me. And when you're in a really, really hard place, that's a very scary thing to hear. If you're in a good place, it's like, yeah, woohoo, what a good mantra. If you're in a really rough place with your mental health, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. But it's true. The only way out is through. So to go within and ask yourself, what is the root cause? Why am I resistant to having a beautiful house? Or why am I not taking aligned action on the things that I want the most? Is really speaking to your subconscious. 
So meditating every day. I swear there's like a hair attached to me somewhere. Okay, I don't see it. It's all good. <laughs> meditating every day has been life-changing for that. And my tip when it comes to meditating is that there's so many styles of meditation. I think people can get really turned off and try something and think that it doesn't work for them and just think, that's boring, I'm not a meditator. There's three-minute meditations. There's meditations that are more of an affirmation track. There's TM, which you can get trained in doing and you can have a mantra given to you by a teacher. I just highly recommend that everybody finds some style of meditation that works for them it will keep you calm in the storms of life. And if you think you don't need it, trust me, like you're going to want it one day. The people that think they don't have time to meditate are the ones that need it. Yeah, 100%. And that's why they say on the days when you don't think that you have time, that's when you got to make the most time mm -hmm. because you're obviously not, unfortunately, prioritizing what really matters. Mm -hmm. Also, going back to what you said about shadow and manifesting, I think this new year will be so effortless for you with what you want to manifest because I've seen even in my own life how looking at the shadow and the things that are the scariest and then going moving past them it's like a complete new rebirth you're a new person and you don't have those blocks anymore that would have been holding you back mm -hmm. this year I feel like you or I guess the last year you really went into the depths yes and then came up now I can come up for air. Yeah. And I agree. I think when you really are honest with yourself about what those hard things are and you look at them and you deal with them, however you choose to do that, then you can align in that space. So the other thing about manifestation, just to close that one out, mm -hmm. is I was always under the impression that like if it's not happening now or if it's not happening fast, then I'm just not capable of like getting it or making it happen. And now I'm understanding how important the long game is. And I'm seeing that my life now is what I manifested five years ago, 10 years ago. So never forget to also have gratitude for where you are now and not always think about like what you want next. Mm -hmm. I'm telling this to myself too. <laughs> I love it. Yes. The present moment. It's a lesson I think everyone needs to yeah. tap into right now, especially. Okay. Another tangent. What is on your For You page these Ooh. days? Okay, so my For You page on TikTok specifically is a funny place because I will go through times where I'm on TikTok a lot and then I will go through months where I don't really look at TikTok. And as you who manage you know, one of my TikToks, you probably noticed this about me. Like I'll be really into TikTok and then I just won't be. Mm -hmm. And so I think because of that, my For You page is so random. For a while, it was very mental health related, which was cool because, I mean, not cool that our phone listens to everything we say. But my phone knew, you know, like mm -hmm. I must have been Googling anxiety and all mm -hmm. this stuff. So I was getting served up all of the like people who have OCD, people who have ADHD, everything. And so I was feeling less alone, but it was also hard because I was like, do I have this? Wait, mm -hmm. Do I have this? <laughs> and I think that's like the hard part about mental health and social media. Now, though, that has changed. I, I'm seeing a shit ton of Bravo stuff, which makes me really happy. All the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey stuff. Like, is everybody seeing that? 
I wait. What's the Travis Kelsey stuff? Okay, so is that the from football Bravo? player, right? So with oh. Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, um, are yes. you seeing this? Like, uh-huh. if they're like in a relationship or if it's a PR stunt, oh. every single thing on my for you page has been that. But that's just like a moment in time. Mm-hmm. So even though this is coming out in like ten days, it'll probably be like not the talk of the town anymore. Mm-hmm. I also see a lot of recipe content, which mm-hmm. I love. I see like healthy food content. Takes me back to my roots. I get served a lot of like smoothies, all that kind of stuff. And then comedians. I'm all over the board, <laughs> but I, I love all that stuff. I want it to stay that way because yeah. for a while I had the worst for you page ever. I was not seeing anything <laughs> I was interested in. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite smoothie right now? Ooh, well, always some combination. It has to have chocolate for mm-hmm. it to be my favorite. But right now, I've always been a fan of the mint chip smoothie from Erewhon. But right now, it's the almond butter blast from Erewhon, which is like oh my god, chocolate protein powder, almond butter, almond milk, and I always add spinach and spirulina. That is supposed to be the TBB smoothie at Erewhon, which oh maybe gosh, one yum. day you'll be able to get it. I'm gonna get that. Yeah, time I go to Erewhon. So that good. Probably so gonna get it today. Good. Me too. We yes. always end up at Erewhon after we see. I know. We always <laughs> see each other there. It's the best. <laughs> we live the same lifestyle. One hundred percent. Okay, what would you say your ins and outs are for this next year of your life Mm. and the rules or stories you're not subscribing to anymore? Love. Okay, so in first, what would be in for me? Time with my family, traveling with my family and just soaking in the present moment. I have been really focused on everything that's coming next. And I really just want to cherish this time Having a toddler makes you realize how fast time goes. And before we have more kids, whether I'll, you know, I'm sure I'll be pregnant at some point within the next year. So it's like enjoying every moment of like not being pregnant. And then if I'm blessed enough, if and when I'm blessed enough to be pregnant again, like living in the present moment of that. So that would be on my in list. More smoothies. Now I'm going to be like a little more (laughs) tactical because you know, for like two years after having Atticus, I couldn't have, I, I, mm-hmm. I hated fruit and it was so weird. And I felt like I was really far from myself and my core with the way that I really like to live a healthy lifestyle. So it's prioritizing like my morning smoothie. I want to get my juicer out again. Love it. Fitness in would be yoga and Pilates and also aligned friendships. Tons of writing, lots of little getaways to Topanga. That's my vibe. Hopefully a house will be on my in list. And then hopefully I'm doing this right, by mm-hmm. the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> out, out, um, toxic relationships, mm-hmm. toxic thought patterns spiraling out of control in my mind, thinking that I'm powerless to certain things in my life. Like if I go down like an anxiety spiral, knowing instead that I'm powerful. Out would be too much protein. Okay, this is going to be so controversial. (laughs) I feel like the trend, a gram of protein per pound of your body weight. Have you heard this? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I'm not knocking it for the people that it works for. But I do feel like that for some of us women is too much. And when I was kind of trying to eat that way, I wasn't counting grams or anything, but just really focusing on the protein heavily, heavily. It was making me feel really sick. And that's when I got an ulcer and ended up in the hospital. Not about the meat, not blaming, (laughs) not blaming like that. But I just feel like maybe what's out is being so extreme. 
I want to remember to have moderation. And I want everybody else to remember that too. So out is like so much protein. Mm-hmm. Like enjoy the protein. I'm loving the protein life. I just said that I love burgers. I do. But like moderation, we want to feel good too. Mm-hmm. And maybe some people feel good eating that way. So that's good. Out would be over booking myself. That is on my out list. Never again can I... You know how how much that eats at me to be so overbooked. And then I get confused with my schedule and then I get overwhelmed and then I can't enjoy anything. So that's on the out. And just like putting too much pressure on myself. I want to give myself a lot of grace. Oh, also out is too much time on social media. Mm-hmm. Even this year, like I've gotten better with it, but I'm scrolling so much and I just want to get those numbers down when it tells you like you've been on your phone for six hours. I want to just get it down and down and down. Mm -hmm. I want that for everybody. Mm -hmm. This goes back to the influencer question, actually. So how do you feel like you remain true to your values in an industry that can sometimes be said or called to be superficial? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good question. I think inevitably there are aspects of the influencing world that are superficial because they're based, you know, we're posting a lot of photos, videos. Part of our job does require photos of yourself, which then we edit. And, you know, I want it to look the best that it can look. And that can become not just superficial, but also self-involved. And I think for most influencers like myself who've been doing it for a long time, there gets to be a point where you're just so sick of like seeing yourself like that over and over and you just want more substance. So I remember when I started feeling that way, I started a podcast because I felt like here we can really get into the meat of things that can change people's lives. And I've always been a big caption girl. You know this. My captions are novels. Mm -hmm. So I personally feel like I try to give people a lot of value and something that's really going to change and enhance their life every time I share on social media or even if I'm at an event, which is another part of being an influencer. I'm not going to be one of those girls who's like too cool to talk to everybody or whatever. If I felt that way, I just wouldn't go. You know, I'm very careful with my time. But yeah, I want to meet everybody, be nice to everybody and show that there are all types of influencers. And yeah, I stay grounded by also not really being in the mix that much. I have some friends who are influencers who are really prominent podcasters, authors, healers, etc. But I'm not like in the mix. And I like it that way. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to have like every single one of my friends an influencer and go on trips with like 20 other influencers I would and I have and it's fun but like I couldn't do that all the time because I'm just a bit too sensitive with my energy Mm -hmm. and then going back to the other question what rules or stories are you not subscribing to oh yeah yeah you have the best questions (laughs) okay what rules or stories am I not subscribing to I am unsubscribing from self-doubt from telling myself that I'm not capable. And I've had this long held story that I'm a procrastinator and that I put off things that really matter to me. And I'm unsubscribing from that. I actually want to wake up and do the thing that's the hardest first. 
And I feel like I have been doing that and it's been life changing. And that's how I got on a roll yesterday and then got in the flow and recorded tons of meditations. So rather than putting things off, I'm subscribing to just like putting the most important thing first, which is sometimes the hardest thing, which requires the most energy. Mm -hmm. And also the rule of like you should always be the way that people have been expecting you to be. If that makes sense, like I've put a lot of pressure on myself to show up as the friend, the daughter, the sister, et cetera, that everybody expects me to be or that I think they expect me to be because I'm just like trying to be in everyone's brains. And I'm unsubscribing from that and also just like not placing those rules upon myself. It's okay to change, to evolve, Mm -hmm. to be in a new season of life. There's a difference between a 28-year-old girl who can like show up to every birthday, every bachelorette, et cetera, who doesn't have kids and who I am now. Like it's not fair to Atticus for me to even be the type of friend that I'm used to being. So just like releasing those rules, I've placed a lot of rules on myself to show up for people. Mm -hmm. And I'm now more focusing on showing up for me and -hmm. others. I mean, it's just who I am, but Mm -hmm. like really prioritizing what matters. I feel like for you as well, you focusing on yourself, you still are giving so much to everyone else. We're like for, I don't know if this sounds is going to be worded well, but I think for a lot of other people, when they focus on themselves, it's like their way or the highway. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that matters. But because you're such a giver, your version of focusing on yourself is still giving so much to other people. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I I agree. And that's why I hesitate to say like, I'm putting myself first in that whole narrative because I, yeah, I mean, at my heart of hearts, I do (laughs) believe that that means that like, it actually makes me more of a giver because Mm -hmm. if you're depleted, you can't give anything at all. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing wrong with putting ourselves first. Yeah. And sometimes like cutting everybody out too, not me, but like, I think that that works for a lot of people. (laughs) I saw this TikTok actually, and it was like people pleasers when they say they're entering their villain era. And then it's literally just them saying, sorry, I can't go to this. (laughs) That's literally me. I'm like, I'm in my villain era, but then I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And then I'm like worried that they're mad, but I feel so empowered by doing it. And it's hilarious, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think so many listeners will relate. (laughs) But let's really enter our villain era. Like, oh, that's another thing I'm subscribing to. The villain era. And what's another word for that? Main character. Yes. main. That's what it is. The main character energy is what I'm really subscribing to. And when I come here, when I drive to the studio, I tell myself a mantra. I'm the main character and a bunch of other things about energy. And it might sound funny, but do it like that's what gets you into the headspace of being the main character of your own life Mm -hmm. what are your current favorite affirmations right now Ooh, i actually have something written i will read them not because i planned it but because i just sent them to annalise my designer and then i want to show you okay let's see here here it is i want to show this to you actually look at this this is going to go in the book proposal Annalise created these. Oh my God. We're not going to say out loud what it is, but this is something coming with the Balanced Blonde. Oh my God. Can you even? And then she created more. So I sent her these and that's why I have these affirmations on hand. 
She's amazing. Okay, a couple that I love right now. Whatever. I'm, I'm shook. I know. I'm <laughs> shook too. I was screaming with joy this morning. I'm I'm just like so happy she killed it. Whatever I'm seeking from my heart is seeking me. I relax. I let go. I release myself into the flow. I am a magnet for well-being and prosperity. In every moment, I am well. Every day, I'm becoming the version of myself that I've always dreamed of. And my body is protected in radiant light. All of my systems are working in harmony. Boundless healing power radiates through me. I love that. Those are so beautiful. I feel like also one that came to my head that I've been repeating to myself with that healing is every cell in my body is vibrating radiant health. Yes, that's so good. Mm -hmm. And every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. I love that. That's a really good one. And it's simple. It's easy to remember if you're ever like at a loss for like what is a positive thing I can say to myself. I go to that one Mm -hmm. every day in every way. I'm getting better and better. Do you do mirror work? I do. Oh, my God. Yes. I had such a powerful mirror moment in Costa Rica that completely changed my life Mm -hmm. earlier in May, earlier this year, where I was having a really hard time because I was still having anxiety. And then I was like facing myself because I had to write the book and I was alone in the jungle. And I went to the mirror and I cannot even tell you how powerful like ancestors were coming through. And I I hesitate to say this because I know that's not like the typical mirror work for people. But for me, I somehow like broke through this barrier and all of my grandmothers, grandfathers, great grandparents were coming through showing me I am exactly who I am because they came before me. It gives me chills. Mm -hmm. Like my body looks the way it does because that's what their bodies looked like. It's just it makes you realize how small we are Mm -hmm. um, in this grand scheme of life. And then I I like to look in the mirror and do a little bit of timeline hopping so you can like talk to your younger self and just call that younger self forth or your future self, like 75 year old Jordan. And that's something that I like to do when I look in the mirror. Or if you're just feeling disconnected from yourself in general, just look into your own eyes in the mirror. And it's kind of crazy. Like you will see yourself a bit the way that other people see you and just be reminded nothing's that serious. Like, just come back to the present moment. There's joy in everything. Like, even if it's the hardest, most shittiest day, like, we're alive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds so silly, but I mean, there is a one in four trillion. No, there is a one in 400 trillion chance that we would be here in this body, in this life, on this planet. Like, how lucky are we? Mm -hmm. So I try to come back to that. Yeah. Hopefully that answers the question of mirror work. But when I look at my own eyes in the mirror, I'm kind of reminded of all of these universal truths. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can do another one, too. This question is with this new season of life, how you are stepping more into your power. How are you also creating the power to have the tough conversations or to set those boundaries in your life? Mm, Really good question. Oh my God, it's a daily practice. Some days I feel on top of the world with this. I feel like I'm a new elevated version of myself. And other days I want to crawl into a hole at even thinking about having a a normal conversation, let alone a hard conversation with boundaries. So I think it's, it's just knowing for everybody, whether they're Tony Robbins or just like the girl next door, it's, it's hard to 
maintain consistency with this level of self self growth and self development. And so therapy works wonders for me, just like running things by my therapist, realizing that I get so stuck in my own head with so many things. For example, I was telling her I was really caught up for a while on the negative comments that I would get on this podcast from people saying I hate her voice. So I was like seeing a voice coach and trying to like change. And my therapist told me just kind of person to person rather than like therapist to client. She said, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that, with your job, because everybody has hard things about their job. But I'm so sorry that you have to pay so much attention to something that other people just don't think about or like just live their life. And you're like causing huge stress. And finally, I'm in a place where that, that's in my past. This is my voice. Love it. I love it or hate it. You know, we're here to stay. And I just love having that sounding board of a therapist. And I love my therapist because she doesn't always therapize everything. That's not really a word, but I think you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like she can talk to me like person to person a lot of the time and just be like, shit, that's annoying. Or like, yeah, that really sucks that that's been like your insecurity for so long. And it just gets me outside of myself and makes me realize like, okay, I love my job. I'm so lucky. The few cons are that people like comment negatively and don't like my voice when it's like a, you know, it's a vocal thing. But what about the thousands of people who don't feel that way? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a long winded answer, but I love therapy for just strengthening your relationship with yourself and the deepest parts of yourself. And I'm going to have a lot of tough conversations <laughs> in my future as I step into this next level, especially the next level of business. And also just like, I'm going to keep getting people in place on my team when it comes to work, you included, that can almost like, Oh, well, you, you don't have to do this, but have those hard conversations for me because it's actually not my forte. Mm -hmm. And we don't all have to be, you know, so good at everything when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I have some rapid fire ones. And okay. Then... Yay. 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 <laughs> okay. For Pilates, are you more mat or reformer? I've gotten really into reformer. I feel like it's so good for back pain. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite type of yoga? Hot yoga all day. Sweaty vinyasa class. OG style. Like I love, you know, the more modern trendy studios, but I'm happiest at like the old school studios like me and the 60 year old like fit women like the real yoga. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say your current spirit animal is? Oh, I mean, the first thing that flashed into my mind is a monkey. I think ooh. it's also Atticus is really into monkeys right now. He calls them ooh ooh ah ahs. Aww. How cute I saw is that, that video. Yeah. I think ooh, on TikTok. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's the best. So cute. So Apple. Um, Apple. <laughs> so yeah, monkey. And they're all over my house right now because mm -hmm. we're like collecting monkey stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. He is at least. <laughs> what is your favorite meal and drink at the mm. moment? Ooh, such a good one. Okay, I'm obsessed with from great white where we recently went there's one there's three in la if anybody's ever visiting la the salmon with the yellow curry it is so good oh my gosh so good i love that. yeah i live for that and it comes with forbidden rice uh -huh. and i love an iced tea i'm an iced tea person all day but if it's the morning my drink of choice would be an iced half calf 
latte with raw coconut milk. Oh, yum. So good. So good. I need to try that. Mm-hmm. If I'm being really good, then it would be decaf. But I'm slowly introducing caffeine back into my life. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> I know. We're caffeine girlies. <laughs> and then what have you been ordering online lately? Everything. <laughs> I realize I might have an addiction to shopping online and not like I'm not like a shopper when it comes to like clothes designer whatever like I've never been one of those people so I can't really I know that some people are like legit hooked on online shopping I'm just I I think I've gotten a little too obsessed with the convenience of everything Mm -hmm. where I will put stuff in my Amazon cart for Amazon Prime to come the next day all day long (laughs) and it's bad I'm like oh I could use a new Stanley tumbler oh well Atticus needs this and I actually want I'm glad you asked because I want to break that habit I want to challenge myself to just I think we're addicted in our modern society to convenience way too much so I want to challenge myself to instead of just having every convenience at my fingertips because of our phones I want to like be a little bit better about mindfully grocery shopping, mindfully buying birthday presents for someone if I'm out at a store rather than just obsessing over the immediacy of online everything. But yeah, I'm buying everything, (laughs) everything. (laughs) I love that. I totally relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a thing. And then the last question is what is coming to you right now that you want to share? Ooh, the first thought that I'm having right now is that you are so good at this <laughs> and you need to come back a hundred times over. This is to. so fun. And by the time when this episode comes out, I believe my real birthday is on a Wednesday. So this will come out on my birthday, October 11th. I will be in Cabo living my best life. And I'm just so thankful for our listeners. I'm so thankful for you and just everybody in my life that just makes living life so worthwhile and amazing birthdays make me really reflective and I just feel so thankful and excited for where everything is going me too it's gonna be a good year it's gonna be a really good year oh one final thing I had the craziest dream and I blogged about it but I feel like not enough people read blogs anymore so I just want to quickly say the dream here because you asked what was on my mind Mm -hmm. I had the weirdest dream like three nights ago where I was pregnant and I had two babies at once, <laughs> but they were not twins. So like fraternal. One, no, they weren't no. even twins. Oh. Like, they, well, this, you know, dreamland is weird. <laughs> so like one of them was born and he was a boy and he was already like a one year old. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was born like an hour later and she was a newborn and she was a girl. And so I just I felt like it was a more of a premonition mm-hmm. that like these spirit babies want to be born and want to come into my family. And here's the weirder part. After I had those two babies, I was pregnant still. And then I was like asking the doctors in the dream, oh, I didn't know that you could get pregnant when you're already pregnant. And they're like, yeah, you can. So in the dream, that was real. So now I'm like, am I supposed to have four kids? I don't know. It was was so vivid and so real. So I just had to share because I feel like not enough people are going to read the blog post. So here we are. I feel like it's a sign. I do too. I do too. Yay. Well, Shelby. going to have a lot of siblings. I know. He is. (laughs) He's going to be the best big brother. Shelby, where can everybody find you? I have my Instagram, Shelbblack, S-H-E-L-B-B-L-A-C-K. And then my TikTok is Shelby Athena. 
You're an iconic TikToker. <laughs> Shelby has far surpassed me in TikTok land. You have the best tips for social media. You're so good at talking to the camera. My alter and ego comes out on TikTok. I know. <laughs> the sassy, because you know what people want to see. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the best questions. Thank you for such a special episode. Thank you for having me. I love me. you. I love you. So lucky. <laughs> Woohoo! Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.